You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, good friends, and welcome to another episode of the 10,000 Layups Podcast. I'm Kyle Radke. I'm here with Julian Andrews. Julian, what's up, man? You know, the NBA is over. It's over. uh, It's just baseball from here on out. Yeah, that's which that's worse, <laughs> I will say. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, yeah, it feels like just because of the bubble and how short the off season was, like it feels like there's been basketball for years. I know, and yeah, then, uh, and of been, course there's spoiled. still the WNBA, but there, but you know, the NBA. I mean, I guess we're headed for another really short off season, right? So there's not. Uh, well, and like there really, <laughs> and like there really isn't WNBA right now either, with right? Because of with the Olympics. Olympics. So yeah. I guess we get the Olympics, but then the time change and, um, yeah. Um, congratulations to the Milwaukee Bucks. They won Game Six last night in mm-hmm. Milwaukee, which just looked absolutely crazy for a franchise that hasn't won a title since 1971. Plenty of former Timberwolves there. Uh, Milt Newton, who used to be with the with the Timberwolves. I have funny some funny Milt Newton stories regarding some drafts. Um, Matt we'll Valero. To, we'll have to do a. Funny, funny Milton Newton's segment. Yeah. Great guy though. Uh, he was, I think when he's with the Timberwolves, I'm not sure what his age was. He was like in his mid forties and he's just incredible in, in such great shape. And he played basketball with us a few times and it was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) You're, you're just way better than us. And you've kept your body um, pristine for all these years. And I was like 24 and I was, I was a mess. Uh, Yeah. Matt Valera, who's a scout there. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, oh, I guess overall, like th- throughout the playoffs, we've talked about people getting injured or players getting injured in teams. And I think with the way that the finals ended and the way that Giannis especially played, it's hard to discredit. It, it's like that's not the top of the story, right? No, the, for the sure story not. is the Bucks win, and then then and you talked to me just prior to the show, like Giannis enters that conversation of. It's hard to say LeBron because, but if you look at some of his numbers that that he's putting up, it's for a two-time MVP that just won his first title at 26. You right. wonder how much better can this guy get? I mean, if he does this, if he continues to do this for another 10 years, yeah. And he, I mean, you you you're forced to put him in the, like the top five of all time conversation. Ten, you know, it's, yeah. No, it's true. And if he wins, an, especially if he wins another title or two, if, if all of a sudden you you win three titles and you're averaging, right. you know, thirty like twenty eight points, fifteen rebounds, like six assists or whatever, like five throughout blocks. your prime yeah. of your 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 career, yeah. 
So we'll see. I don't know, but yeah, definitely, uh, definitely a real. Um, I don't know. I feel bad for the Suns, of course, but it's you know a huge monkey off the back for the, for yeah, the Bucks it, because it, they were really feeling like the franchise that was just never going to make it over the hump. Yeah, and, and I, I was, remember I did say at the beginning the only thing that could shake up this playoffs is if the Bucks do something, and the Bucks did something. So they did props, something. Props to them. We told you bets we liked earlier in the in the uh, or earlier in the finals before they started from DraftKings. Um, speaking of which, DraftKings is great. Um, they're a sponsor. Uh, basketball's over, so you're not going to make your basketball lineups anymore. But baseball is there. Um, continue to make your baseball lineups. And the thing is, we talk about okay, we 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 only have baseball now until the WNBA comes back. Uh, we're like a month away from NFL football, so. Um, I know we don't want to admit it yet because we still Whoa. think we're in the, we're we're st- we still think we're in the beginning of summer, but we're That's like crazy. We're, we're like five weeks away from from NFL season starting, so fantasy football drafts are going to start. Which, in like which means I'm about ten weeks away from being tired of the NFL, right? Yeah, like in, so. in like <laughs> mid, yeah in in mid October, you're like eh, I'm good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so check DraftKings out. Use the code TBPN. Um, reflects well on us. Might reflect well on you. I don't know, but just help the pot out. Uh, let's go over some numbers from these finals. Um, Giannis wins MVP. His averages, we're, we're wondering if he's healthy or not. Um, yeah, and, I well, forgot about that. <laughs> right? He like, looked like he, he was, was not going to play again for like a year. And for the first two games, he looked like he was 80% maybe. Yeah. Um, and then he his averages uh, throughout the, the finals, 35 points, 13 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 blocks, 1 steal. Um, we'll, we'll continue to go down the list here. Chris Middleton, who people were scared of right away he had a rough first two games ends out averaging 24 points, six rebounds, five assists. I, I, the reason I bring these stats up is because I think when we look back at finals and we wonder like who played well and who didn't play well, we always go so much game to game. Um, which, which I think like just being able to see the full picture, uh, drew holiday, 17 points, nine rebounds, six assists, two steals per game. And we'll get into the Chris Paul like his legacy after. And then honestly, players that probably, we probably don't talk about en- enough about, we were wondering, we're like, why are Pat Connington and like Bobby Portis playing? And they played such huge roles Yeah, uh, down the stretch. Connington ended up averaging 9.6 rebounds a game, um, shot 44% from the three point line. They <laughs> have Bobby Portis who just always looks like he's ready to, um, he either looks like he just got surprised for his birthday party or that you did something very terrible, very, very terribly to his one of his family members. So, yeah. Um, well, either, don't misread that situation. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But Bobby Portis, eight points, four rebounds, and, and he also shot forty four percent from the three point line. I mean, for all the shit that Drew and Chris Middleton got, they played pretty well, right? Like Chris Middleton, extremely clutch. But Holiday's defense, I mean, probably at least contributes to winning them the series. I know oh, it, it doesn't 100%. show up on the, the stat sheet as much, but like him, I mean, he would shut down either Chris Paul or Devin Booker at any given point. That And that's when the series shifted. I mean, obviously Giannis getting his health back, but but when when, when uh, Boonholzer basically made it a point that, uh, that Holiday was just going to chase Paul around and make his life a living hell yeah. and just... Yep, I like offensively. We hope you give us something, but defensively, we just need to shut down the engine. And again, we'll get we'll get to Chris Paul here shortly. But um, yeah, and, and you know, you talk about trades, and they gave up so many first round picks, and blah blah blah. And 
he's probably not typically the player you give all these first round picks up for, but they won the title. So you do that trade a thousand more times because if it's um, what you need, it's what you need. Exactly. Right. Eric Bledsoe ain't doing that. Yep. Totally. I mean, this is like, we were talking the other day, like last podcast about pushing your chips into the table. And it's like, if you can get Drew Holiday and he's going to help push you over the edge, like, and you think that the payoff is a championship. Yeah. It's a risk. Like, of course it's a risk, but at the same time, you got to do it. You can't yeah. be like, Oh, he's not like, Oh, this is actually should be two first and a second. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's a championship. You got to go for it. I agree. And that's a great example of it. And sometimes it doesn't work, but like this, in this situation, y- y- they did the exact right thing. Uh, okay. So we go to the Suns. Booker ended up averaging 28 points, four assists, four rebounds. Not much of complete games. We talk about like those 40 point games he had, but I mean, I, I think if, if people went into the series thinking Devin Booker was like a knockdown three point shooter, which he has been throughout his career, um, really struggled in these finals shooting 27%. And I would really, I mean, we can pull these stats, I guess, like we have the available technology, but like the before and after shooting percentages, after he hurt his nose, I would really like in, in the in the Western Conference Finals. I would like to see that. Um, and you got to give some credit to the Bucks defense. Yeah, yep, very good. Uh, Chris Paul, his numbers look way better than he was. Uh, Twenty two points, eight eight assists, three rebounds. Um, he shot fifty five percent from the field and fifty um, two percent from the three point line. But um, turnovers. So, uh, he shot fifty five percent from or the did, field. How many how many turnovers did he have? Um, he had. Bum, bum, 21 turnovers in six games so a little more than three a game yeah yeah and that was that was the thing like i mean we'll i mean we can get into it right now i i and uh deandre eight and 15 points 12 i mean i honestly the player i was probably most impressed with on phoenix was mikhail bridges throughout the whole thing i thought he played really really well um not in like that star power but just like oh this guy, this guy can can play uh let's go legacy check i i picked three three people um, just to kind of let's take a step back in. I think during the finals, you always talk if so and so doesn't win a title, they're X, or if they win a title, they're whatever. If they don't, yeah. they're going to get fired. So, um, Giannis, we kind of touched on this already, but he's 26 years old. He's the best player in the NBA, and you like, you could make the argument for Kevin Durant, but um, what Giannis he did, just won the title, so. <laughs> yeah, what he did, and especially where he came from, is such an interesting story. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I, I I can't say enough positive things. Like, I mean, he if he improves his jump shot, obviously he gets better. But at the same point, at, at the same time, like, then you have a defender playing up on him. Like, part of the Giannis appeal is that a player plays three feet three feet back, and so he does shoot, but then he doesn't, and then he just uses that space to create like yep. torque to get to the basket. So he's he's unbelievable. Yep, I agree. I gotta sneeze sneeze um and then we have chris paul who's all right 36 years old so a decade older than Giannis, and i have no idea if it was injuries or if it was like the yips because sometimes i felt like it was injuries maybe holding him back but then last night he had like this little hesitation where he just went right to the basket and looked great i was kind of expecting him to pull lebron and like show up to the post compressor with like a, a cast on his leg or something yeah like three casts on like, I don't know, man. It's it's tough. He just didn't show up. It's like it's like what what I. It's not so much his stats. It's just like you know he just seemed unengaged. And I don't know if it was like what Drew was doing to take him out of it, but 
it just like they kind of all the season the Suns talked about how he was like such a leader and like always kind of keeping them focused and keeping them together. And I like he that is true. He was totally doing that. And this and to be clear, like this Sun season was a success. They made the finals. But yeah, Chris Paul did not do that in the finals. No, like, he, he was not like he did not pull it. He was not the core of that team. It felt like they felt like a little lost. And that kind of has to be on Chris Paul. And maybe this is because he's never made it this far before. And the pressure was greater than anything he's ever faced. But it's it's a tough one. It's like he did not show up. Got it. And as much as I saw it with my own eyes, like kind of seeing him fall apart and like seeing him defer to Cam um, campaign and like other players where he's just like, oh, no, just look at the pass all the time. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting you say the, you know, it's such a big game. He's never been here before because he hasn't been. But then also I think of Chris Paul and I think of this like just very calm and stoic player right, right. who's calculated. But you're right. What I saw on the court was not that. No. And until we hear something and what sucks so much about that is we talked about, you know, where will the Suns be next year and all blah, blah, blah. Well, th- there's a couple scenarios here where you have Chris Paul, who's 36 years old and he's going to get August, September, and then camp is going to start in October again. Yep. And then, you know, probably the season at the end of the season, I guess, or at the end of October. So he's going to have two and a half months to rest, which is a short off season. And then you look and you go, okay, he's, he's, 36 um and you know he's early in his 36 so he'll continue to be 36 next year but you you just look at that team and it's hard to envision him being better down the stretch you know well well can Devin Booker and Aiton getting better compensate for what Chris Paul did like I don't know and it just seems like that's certainly and then you look at the rest of the west and the teams it just seems like this is this was the shot for Chris Paul and I don't think he's going to get another run to the title well the Suns have to have to where I mean, we're talking about pushing your chips into the table. Like the Suns have to go now, yeah. you know, like if, the, if they want to be back there next year, which is tough anyway, just because of the rest, which is what you're saying. I think like other than Michael bridge, other than bridges, Aiden Booker, I think you have to keep those three get it right. You know, yeah. like that's, that's your core. Um, and then Chris Paul, you obviously hope he either picks up his option or resigns or is he a, He's a player option, right? Yes, I think he has a player's option. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's check, though. I mean, if you can package any number of kind of first-round picks or other players to get something, if you're the Suns, like, you got to do it. They got to be aggressive. I know their GM is really good, so he'll be aggressive in improving that team. But, yeah, it's tough. You never know when you're going to be back there. I mean, Monty Williams said that after the game. He was just saying, like, it's hard to get here. You know, and so so it's really tough to let that opportunity go. But somebody does it every year. Mm -hmm. Like only one team can win the championship. So I I hope that the Suns kind of, uh, you know, take some pride away from this. Obviously, even though it's a disappointment to lose, because a lot of their young guys, like this, is experience that not very many young guys get, and they will be better because of it. Hundred percent. I yep. I, I think that's that. That'd be my. If I'm looking at the positives, it's you're getting experience for these young players. That like I, I don't know how exactly how old Devin Booker is, but I think he's like 24, maybe 25. Yeah. So you know, getting that type of experience early in your career is huge. And you know, and yeah, the negative is you you don't know when you're going to come be, be back. 
I, I always remember like for baseball, I remember when the Cubs won the world series and they had Chris Bryan and all these young players. And I think Joe Buck asked, is this the next dynasty? Are we going to see these guys? And everybody said, yeah, their team is built to win five titles. And they, they've, they haven't been back. And that happens in all sports where you, you look at a team and you say, I mean, this isn't to the, the same extent last year was kind of wonky, but you look at a team like the Miami heat, right? They went to the finals and this year they, they were out in the first round. So um, yeah, it's not easy and it's not a guarantee. Um, but yeah, to answer your question, Chris Paul has a, has a player's option, 44 million. Um, you, you wonder like, there's like that long-term security. He could go sign like a two or three year deal, or does he just pick up 44 million? And then, um, I think yeah. he, I would do that. I mean, yeah, if, I, and- if I was Chris Paul, um, yeah, no, I, th- I think he'll pick it up. Yeah, I looked it up. Devin Booker and Bridges are both 24 and Aiden is 22. Yeah, so, I mean, not even the time. I think somebody pulled a stat the other day that basically said, like, the average age of the best player on the team during a finals run is, like, 28 or 27. Yeah, yeah. And you can debate, I guess, like, who is the the best player going into the finals for the Suns, but I think there's really no debate now that it's, like, Devin Booker moving forward. So, um. All right, one more legacy check before we get to the card corner. Um, this is a guy that I think people anticipated him getting fired in like the second round. Okay. Oh, and then he didn't get fired because the Bucks kept winning. And um, I had Jewel Graham on from um, Give Me a Buck podcast. And he said, even if the Bucks win, Boonholzer should be fired. Um, well, that's not going to happen. Mike Boonholzer is an NBA champion. But uh, I mean, we kind of stop with the, the Budenholzer stuff, right? Like he's good for like five right? years. <laughs> well, I don't know about five, but like, give him at least another year. I was going to say, um, give, him, give him two or like next year's going to be a wash. Cause it's going to be a short yep. season and you just kind of ping that up, but he's got, he's safe for two years. Like, yeah, I mean, Bud is a good coach. This is, this is the thing. Like I know that everyone hates him all the time, um, but I mean, his his record as a coach is really good. Even if you just look at his time not with Giannis as an MVP, um, it's kind of almost become a meme to make fun of Bud. And I get that all the playoff kind of choke jobs, those do not help. But I mean, this is the, like if you build your team around three-point shooting, and we've seen this elsewhere, if you build your team around three-point shooting, you have to hit your shots. And that team was built around like this offense and – couldn't really get it done a lot. And so I, there was like a, there were like tactical errors in, in what he did with the, that, the, with those teams in previous years, but yeah, you can't fire him. Um, I don't know if, I don't think that in the kind of legacy record books, it's This is going to go down as coach buds championship. No, um, I think it's going to be more Giannis's, but you, but you can't, you can't knock him. Like it's just, you have to be a, you can't be a bad coach and get your team to win the finals. Like the thing is, if he would have won the title like two years ago when he came from Atlanta, because everybody, I think that the perception of his and him has changed so much. I mean, but that's just anything, right? Like any job you have, once the stakes are higher, you're going to be. Once you have a couple of years of not winning. Yeah. Um, No, I agree. And like just overall at his numbers, he's 51 years old. He has a 59% regular season win percentage. And then he now he's 48 and 39, 55% in the in the in the playoffs. So um, which I'm not sure if that's updated, but it might be. I don't know. But um 
Yeah, no, good job by him. Um, I think, like I said, if he would have won the title like two years ago, bef- like be- because the bi- the biggest knock on Bud has always been in-game adjustment ad- adjustments and his willingness not to make them. And then, um, I but but then again, right? We talk about Drew Holiday and how like, oh yeah, they traded for him and what a great job, and he just chases Chris Paul around. Well, that wasn't part of the game plan in game one or game two. Yeah. And then somebody made the decision. So it's one of those things where like, yes, we want to give the players credit and they deserve it because they're playing, but also like we can't give Boonholzer shit for not doing something. But then when he does it, like, whatever. And also, I mean, Giannis is an incredible player. He's not like a normal star. Yeah. You know, he's not like the easiest player to plug into an offense, even True. though he's incredible. So, I mean, he, he used to get some credit for, a, for kind of unlocking Giannis in a lot of ways on both ends of the floor. So, um, yeah, he's got to get some credit here. No, I agree. I, I I think that's a great point because it's similar in like the LeBron vein where you look at some of the players around LeBron and you're like, wait, that guy doesn't fit. And you're like, well, no, that's players an all-star. They should fit. And no, it's, it's a very sp- specific player that, you know, you need shooters and you need like players that are just a little more unselfish than most. Um, Chris okay. Middleton is a perfect yeah. Giannis sidekick. Yep. I think I we can put that debate to rest. I agree. Um, yeah. And if you disagree still, well, they just won the title. So, so you don't get to. <laughs> it doesn't, nobody cares. All right. Welcome to the three star sports card card corner. I did it right. This Nailed time. it, dude. Um, nice. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, they have uh, two shops in, in the Minneapolis area. Um, one in Bloomington and one in um, Little Canada. Uh, L- Bloomington open every day of the week. Uh, Little Canada, I believe, is closed on Sundays. But, yeah, go check them out. Um, they're, they're great. Uh, if you're into football products, they have tons of new football out right now. I think Luminance, Legacy, a few others. So um, they're great. They have breaks um, on their on their website, um, and you can go check them out. Now, I, Julian, I want to focus in on three cards um, and three players specifically, their rookie, um, like kind of their their top rookie. So, and and kind of where where we've traveled throughout these playoffs. Um, so Giannis, he his sales are back up to around, um, and this is as of like yesterday, uh-huh. um, like last night. So these numbers can certainly change. Um, but right now, the or the latest cards have been selling for right around twenty five hundred dollars. His Prism PSA ten, his rookie. To put that in perspective, you could have bought that car card on Botten, that's not a word. Uh, you could have bought that card on June twentieth for twelve hundred about twelve hundred dollars. So just just uh, just saying, um, if you had a Giannis card and you sold if you were if you sold that one, I'm sorry. Tough. Because that's tough. But my rule of thumb with somebody like Giannis is to if you sell never right now, sell. Yeah. I get it. I get the $2,500, but you should never panic sell an all-time great. No. Unless, of course, if you're like putting a down payment for a house and whatever, you need money. I get it. Um, okay. Kyle's been there recently. I say I've been there. So yeah, trust <laughs> me. I've, I've had to get rid of some cards that I did not want to because of life happenings. But the hope is after all those life happenings, you'll have the money back and you can just go buy that card. Um, if you, you get go. permission. Uh Chris Middleton rookie card, uh, $260 it's going for right now. His prism, um, back on June 10th, you could have gotten that card for $100. Now this is a card that, uh, it peaked around 325 back in like early July. So buying and selling, if you're like, if you're keeping the card, great. If you, if you are flipping, like, I think 
I think Middleton's card will probably go back to like the one fifty two hundred dollar range. But um, if if like if you were able to snake up his card in like May or June or July for a hundred dollars, because Julian, you and I have talked in our previous podcast about uh, going and getting and kind of gambling. Like I think we did like a session session on like yeah. Nick Claxton from the Nets, which obviously that didn't work out. But uh, players that you think could win a champion and they would be a big part of the team and. Chris Middleton's kind of like that on steroids mm-hmm. because he's uh, an all-star and people know who he is, but that's why you do it because in the finals you get that boost. So right. uh, Middleton saw a spike. And then the last one, Chris Paul, who has been, um, he peaked on about July 4th. His, this is his tops Chrome rookie card. Um, and it sold for about $1,900. Uh, that card as of yesterday was right around $900. So kind of a thousand dollar drop. Um, and it looks like that's, it's, which is so crazy because it's maybe a sneaky buy. Honestly, because yeah, and especially if you look at this graph, because he's hitting his mark, his lowest mark over the last three months. His previous lowest was on June seventh. Um, and the when when you're put on the big stage like that, it's so funny because like you're almost better off having a really really good Western Conference Finals and losing. Yeah. Oh than, yeah. Than getting to the finals not playing well because the public perception of you changes so much yeah and and obviously logically it's better to get to the finals and not win it than not get to the finals at all but we don't like we don't think like that um yep so. it's whatever the latest example yeah totally recency bias that's what i'm looking for recency bias um indeed 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 um all right julian what i mean one more thing i'd like to mm-hmm. discuss um okay so um this this is difficult for me to discuss so just like bear with me here Uh, um is it about luca it's i wish it was about luca (laughs) no um okay we we all know and and certainly it's been over the last year we've talked more and more about um you know the importance of mental health and i think um yeah, I, I, you know, if, if you haven't noticed that over the last year that like you might need more help or um, things are changing for you in whatever way, like I urge you so deeply to talk to people and reach out to people. And, um, you know, you might say, well, Kyle, why are you why are you talking about this today? So today, um, July 21st, it marks four years um, since my family, we lost our mom. And um you know, and we're, when we're talking about mental, mental health and you, you can, you know, imagine how we lost her. So, um, you know, I, I just, I always keep looking back at that, especially as I go through moments in my life. And it's something, if it's something that you're thinking about where you're thinking about hurting yourself or, or, or suicide, I just urge you so deeply to get help because, um, you know, I'm, I'm in a situation now where, you know, we're getting married and we have a house and, um, all these life moments that I so deeply wish that, that, that she was here for. And obviously she was in a totally different headspace when she was making that decision. And I have no idea what that's like. And for, for people going through whatever they're going through, I can't, I think one of my big, my biggest pet peeves is when you're going through something, somebody says they understand because certainly they don't, um, they won't, they might want to understand, but they don't. So, um, you know, I, I would just urge you if you're listening to this and you're going through a tough time, try to talk to somebody or, um, think about all of those people who care so deeply for you. And and if you're on the other end of that spectrum and you notice somebody's having a tough time and they, they don't me- need to mean everything to you. They, it, it can be your neighbor. It can be mm-hmm. anybody. Um, just, just make them, you know, let, let them know how much they, they mean to you because it literally could mean, you know, 
everything to them and it could shift how everything works. And yeah, you know, I, I've, I've never realized just how fragile everything is until that happened. And, um, I think we, we talk in sports all the time, how just the domino effect of something that can happen and the trickle down of everything could happen after that. And, um, you know, I don't want to make light of, of anything at all. It's just an easier way for my brain to process. So, um, yeah, if, if, if you need anything at all, and even if it's us, you know, even if you want to message us. So, um, yeah, yeah. with that, thanks that, for that, sharing, man. Yeah. That, that's, it's really important to have, to have this conversation, I think. So, yeah. Well, with that, um, Julian, the finals are over. I don't know what we're going to talk about anymore. Um, <laughs> no, uh, we have a podcast later this week. We'll talk about the uh, Minnesota the Timberwolves. Timberwolves. Yeah, we have some uh, ownership uh, discussion uh, that the NBA approved um, the Mark Laurie and Al Rodriguez. So we'll, we'll we'll talk about that. We'll talk about some more stuff, maybe some draft stuff. You know, we, we've talked about looking back at drafts. Maybe this is the time we do that where Ooh. later this week we look back That'd at a draft. That would be a real throwback to our yeah. uh, working at the Timberwolves days. Good What's days. the best player not picked in the draft because the Wolves don't have a pick? <laughs> That's, I mean, that that could be it. Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll be back later this week and then we'll be back to our two, um, our two show rotation next week. But um, Julian, my man, stay cool. And too, uh, everybody else, we'll talk to you next week. Talk soon.